Girlfriends, episode number 288, Raising Catholic Kids with Rachel Schlunderfritz. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week, my special guest is Rachel Schlunderfritz, who's going to be talking about a new resource just for Catholic families. I can't wait to share this with you. Let's get going. Hello, girlfriends. How are you? Glad you're here. Glad you're able to join me for another episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. If this is your first time checking us out, I want to give you a special welcome. If you're coming back again after having been here before, thank you for that. I'm always glad to be able to connect with you here and know that I'm praying for you. I always pray for listeners to the Girlfriends Podcast. So even if you've just listened to this much, you have been prayed for, and I'm so grateful for your presence here. So how are things going for you? We're we're into the swing of back to school now, and probably you're kind of getting your groove in many of your new routines. I know back to school season can be a real stressful thing for many families. And I hear from moms every year who are struggling, whether they're struggling to say goodbye to a kindergartner who's taking off for the first time for four hours at a local kindergarten, or if they're saying goodbye to a young adult who's heading off to college or getting married or getting a job or starting in high school or whatever's going on with you. I I love to think about the fact that this time of year is a time of change for sure. And change can be a challenging thing. It can be a stressful thing. We can have good, bad, and ugly feelings about all of it. And, you know, we did that whole show about how to get through a a big change uh, a few weeks back. It's exactly talking about that, the season of transition, this time of year when many things like that are going on. Uh, But it's also a season of fresh starts. It's a season to begin anew. It's an opportunity to start a new routine, start a new daily schedule. Probably um, if you've got kids that are school age, you're in getting into a school kind of schedule now, which might mean earlier mornings and earlier bedtimes. And there is something about that every fall that I appreciate. I appreciate getting back to routines and schedules and some sense of normal and discipline. I, I think it's a very good thing for us. We're built for it. So I hope that you're able to focus on some of the positives, even if you are going through something that's challenging to you, a different kind of change, a different kind of challenge this year. I hope you're able to focus on some of the positives and see the ways in which this time of year can be a fresh start and we can make the most of it. But speaking of a fresh start, Rachel, my guest today, is talking about a new initiative that she and her husband, Ted, have started together with their family. It's a family project, and it's available at fivesparrows.com. That's the number, fivesparrows.com. I love that she agreed to come on because she hasn't been on a podcast before, and I have known her husband, Ted. So, Here's the story. Everyone hears that name and they're like, what is that name? Schlunderfritz. Um, I believe I'm correct in saying they put their two names together when they got married. I think Ted told me that years ago. So I've known Ted for years because he was our designer back when I was working in magazines um, on Catholic Digest uh, in my previous job. And I always loved working with him. He's such a talented artist and designer. And in this new project, you get to see all of that over at fivesparrows.com. So Ted came on the Catholic MomCast. Uh, Shout out here for the Catholic MomCast, which is the podcast that I do for 
my full-time work, which is catholicmom.com. And um, I'm sometimes joined by a guest there, sometimes joined by Lisa Hendy, who's the founder of catholicmom.com, sometimes by Allison Jingris, who's been a at least two-time guest here on Girlfriends. We just, we talk a lot about many of the same topics that we talk about here on Girlfriends, things that matter to Catholic women. And um, we highlight products and books and authors who are creating important things. And so Ted came on the Catholic MomCast to talk about Five Sparrows. And at the time, I thought, you know what? I would love to be able to talk to your wife, who I never got to meet through all these years of working with Ted. And what a joy she was and what a talent she is. I love the work that they're doing over there at fivesparrows.com, which is just really created to support Catholic families. But I will let her tell you about all of that. But just want to say I'm grateful to this couple and their family because of the important work that they're doing. They stepped out in faith, especially during the time of pandemic when work situations were very much in flux and opportunities to support your family doing work inside of Catholic media have certainly been in flux over the past couple of years. So I'm grateful that they did step out in faith and create this resource for families. And it's going to be an ongoing thing. So look Looking forward to all that the future holds for Five Sparrows. But in the meantime, take a listen to my recent conversation with Rachel. I know you're going to love her. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Girlfriends. I am excited to have a special guest who is joining me here today. This is Rachel Schlender-Fritz. Rachel is the wife of illustrator Ted Schlender-Fritz, who I've had the pleasure of working with through many years at Catholic Digest, at Catholic Mom and beyond. And she is also the managing editor for their new website together that they do with their family called Five Sparrows at five, the number five, sparrows.com. Her posts there include daily prayer, What is Jesus Saying to You Today, Sunday Gospels, and Memorize the Psalms. She receives her inspiration from the Bible, great Catholic authors from St. Gregory of Nyssa to Romano Gardini, and wonderful sermons. She also receives much inspiration from her ongoing vocation as a mother of six children. Welcome to Girlfriends, Rachel. I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you, Danielle. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I was just sharing before we came on the air here how I've worked with Ted for many years in many different capacities, and I've always really been a great fan of his work. So I was thrilled when I saw this new website coming together, this new initiative for your family to gather. Maybe just tell us a little bit. Um, well, we'll talk about the website in a minute. First, tell us a little bit about you and your faith background so people can get to know you a little bit. Okay, yeah, I've been a Catholic all my life, and but I think in my 20s, I started you know, really getting more of a, a sense of what my faith meant and mm-hmm. Jesus was. And uh, then, you know, we started having children busy with that. But, you know, lately I've just been really feeling like I want to do something, you know, to really spread the gospel. Mm-hmm. I remember a sermon I heard where a priest said, uh, you know, woe to me if I don't preach the gospel. But he said, also, woe to you if you don't preach the gospel. You know, the spirit compels us. So, mm-hmm. um, but I wasn't sure, you know, what exactly I could do. And then we started just thinking about the, the the various talents that our family has and feeling like that maybe, you know, something for children because of all my experience, you know, what am I going to do with this? My youngest is 15 and, you know, maybe it's time yeah. sharing what I've learned. <laughs> so that, that's kind of, you know, who I am and, you know, the reason that we started the, the website. 
Right, right. So folks can go to five, the number five is sparrows.com and check out everything that's there. But maybe just give us a rundown in, in your bio. I read what your contributions there are. But I mean, you are such a creative family and I love that you're doing this together. What what kind of resources can people especially find if they if they go to five sparrows.com? Okay, well, yeah, we we are trying to, you know, come at various different angles for the faith. And then also, you know, we just have some things that are just for fun. Um, we're focusing on trying to come up with original stories. So those will be posted probably not every month, but maybe every six weeks or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, either my son Malcolm or I will be writing the stories. And then uh, either Ted or my son Tim will be illustrating and so we're working on our second story. Um, we've got some good back uh, feedback from that. Uh, we also have a liturgical calendar. That's Ted's idea. Uh, yes. It was really, really important. And that's been fun. We've been making it into a game so that you can either use it as a calendar if you want, or the, you, know, you can use it to instruct children in the faith. Uh, this month, we have one focusing more on the saints of the month. Last month was Gospels. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have some science things because a lot of my sons love science. So <laughs> in fact, they taught themselves that, but, and uh, just some things to know how to pray better, how to memorize Psalms um, and, you know, just puzzles. My, my daughter does the puzzles and, uh, and just kind of a little something for everybody. We figure that, you know, it's really for families that a lot of different ages could find something, you know, right. could participate in. Yeah, you know, that's something I really liked when I was going through the website myself was that there are all these different resources, but for all different ages of people and like little kids, little kid kind of activities and games and stuff, but stuff for older kids, like you said, the science things and all just charmingly illustrated with Ted's (laughs) illustrations. I think they're so adorable. People, if you don't, if you don't know that name, Ted Schlenderfritz, you know, you do know his work, I promise you, because you've seen it and it always stands out. It's absolutely beautiful. He's illustrated some uh, children's books and um, done magazine work for many years. And I love that he's applying these talents in this unique and kind of original way with Five Sparrows. So what is what is the goal with the website? Are you looking to support homeschooling families, kids in the classroom, or all of the above? What, what is your goal there? I think, yeah, it's just anybody. Uh, I, I, I'm really hoping, what I, what I like about it is I'm hoping it'll kind of bring people together as almost like a community you know, we feel like welcome to our, our our community that we we have a even a prayer request page people can mm-hmm. send in their prayer requests um and you know that it can really benefit i think anyone and i even feel like you know the parents themselves can you know get some benefit from it um mm-hmm. again it's like really all ages and we've had you know yeah some adults tell us that they personally like some of the things on prayer for the right. So, yeah, I'm hoping that it's just not limited to one particular group, that it's really something for everyone. Right. No, I, I can totally say that that has been my experience as well. You, you mentioned that some adults have told you they like the stuff that's for kids and the prayer resources for kids. I do, too. You know, the, I, know the, I know that you contribute um, those parts that are what is Jesus saying to you today and memorize the Psalms. And those two especially stood out to me as this is good for me because, you know, <laughs> Sometimes we just make it more complicated than it needs to be. And I, I love that in What Is Jesus Saying to You Today, you, you're you reading the gospel and just listening. for It's kind of walking your kids through that process of listening for what God is speaking to you through his word, which is something we all should be doing. But we can get really caught up in a lot of the nitty gritty details of our busy lives and forget something as basic as that. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that for me, I, I love that because if you, when you sit down and you really try and, and I'm hoping that this will be just like a springboard for people, you know, that they could also see, uh, you know, what, what else is Jesus saying, particularly to me, you know, mm-hmm. in this reading, because that can be really wonderful when you realize that oh, this is just for me today, exactly what I needed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, just kind of building that habit of daily reading God's word and listening for what he wants to say to you. I think that's a beautiful habit for us to be establishing in our kids, but a great way to establish it with our kids is to be making that a practice ourselves. Um, Also, memorizing the Psalms. I know this is another part that you contribute to. Maybe just share with people a little bit about what, what the motivation is there in that section. Well, it's interesting because I was discussing with the family and we couldn't remember if I had actually come up with the idea or if I'd read it many years ago, because I've used it, you know, a little bit with the kids in the past, they've had some fun with, you know, drawing these little pictures. And I thought, well, let's you know, share this idea because it's so fun. I- I've enjoyed it. I don't draw. I mean, I'm not the artist in the family, but it's fun for me, even though I don't draw to just make these little pictures because they don't have to be wonderful, you know, and it, it can be really helpful mm-hmm. uh, to, to memorizing Psalms, um, you memorized my, my mom had a favorite Psalm, Psalm 27, and uh, she died a few years ago. And we decided let's memorize that Psalm and we use that method. And now we know it really well. We can pray it anytime we want. And it's a beautiful thing to be able to just be able to pray a Psalm without right. having your Bible, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 You have it at the ready. I think right. that's a great, a great prayer tool to have in your yeah. tool. Belt. I think that's fantastic. Um, so people can use those kinds of resources for themselves or for their kids. But you mentioned this idea of community. So there's a, there's a ton of resources there. And I know you're adding to it on a regular basis and hoping to really kind of expand the content that you're offering at fivesparrows.com. But I'm really intrigued by this idea of community because I think, you know, in this hopefully post-COVID world that we're living in, I think a lot of people are lacking that. They're seeking that. They're looking for ways to connect with people, especially in our Catholic faith, that are going to be meaningful. And this is one way that I see a lot of potential for that there. Maybe, um, do you have specific plans for ways to help people inside of this community engage with one another? Do you have goals in the future? What's the status of that? Yeah, well, one of the things I wanted to do was I'm hoping that um, we could actually bring, like I already had one um, person who said, I'd like to do one of the words you really don't need to know. And so she sent in a word and illustrated it. And I thought, this is great. I would actually like to see, you know, if people have things that they can participate and, and to kind of bring people together in that way that they can share, that they can pray together, um, you know, and just see where it can go from there because I do think that community, many people are struggling in their faith because they really have no one. It's just, they feel like it's just them. You know, that's, mm-hmm. it. it's only me. I'm the only one left. I'm the only one. And, you know, maybe they have a parish, but a lot of parishes just unfortunately don't really provide that community. Sure. Uh, you know, they can't find anybody who really wants to do things. So, um, you know, I don't know. I, I, I just, I'm hopeful that maybe, you know, as we progress here, uh, that could happen and, and we could see some of that taking place at Five Sparrows. 
Yeah, I absolutely see potential for that to happen. And you guys are the perfect, you've kind of set up the perfect kind of home base for that kind of natural, authentic connection to take place. So I'm looking forward to ways that people can connect there. So folks can go to fivesparrows.com. That's the number five, sparrows.com. So Rachel, you're working on this project together as a family. And many people during the time of the pandemic work together as a family in their under the same roof, sharing Wi-Fi, sharing workspaces in ways they never planned to, never wanted to, in ways that were challenging. But you're doing this on purpose and as a way of connecting as a family. Maybe share with us a little bit about what that's like and um, what are some of the particular joys or challenges that of working together as a family? Yeah, well, it's interesting because uh, we, like the beginning of the pandemic, uh, we're a pretty close family anyway because Ted's been working at home all these years, so sure. uh, one sense is, is not really a problem for us. But we thought we need to, you know, maybe see ourselves more as a community. And so, of course, we'd always prayed together, but we started uh, praying the um, liturgy, the hours together more. And we have like one uh, Tuesday is now like just kind of like a prayer day where people take turns and we pray throughout the day for just felt like we should intercede uh, for others. And, and so I think that that's really helped. And then doing this project has, I would have thought, wow, we're just, you know, we really are kind of a community, but having a, uh, something to work on together has mm-hmm. really brought that even to a higher level, um, right. being able to, you know, uh, share and be so excited about how other people's projects are going and, you know, see what the, what they, what they bring to Five Sparrows. So it's, it's been uh, I would say just a joy, uh, you know, being able to, to work this way together. Yeah, beautiful. And you know, what really comes through on the website is this charism you have as a family, which is a beautiful and really just a Christ-centered, joyful thing. People, I think, are going to be immediately attracted to that. Um, Maybe share with us a little bit about the structure. How does it work? I I know there are different levels of kind of membership. How how do people access this? Okay, well, we wanted to make it, uh, you know, available to to everyone, um, Mm -hmm. whether they could afford to give anything or not. You know, free membership is fine. And then we felt that hopefully there would be others who felt that they could, you know, maybe contribute. You can either make a, a monthly donation at various levels or just a one-time uh, donation to help support it so that it can continue to be available for everyone. Because I think that's really important. You know, we thought, well, should we set us a, a certain amount? But then I, I just felt like that we leave it up to people to decide, you know, mm-hmm. what they could give, you know, if it means something to them and they want to support it. But if they can't, you know, that's perfectly fine too. Yeah. So there is a free membership. So people could go. I would really recommend you do this if you're you're kind of wondering about this. You know, get the free membership level and check it out. And I promise you, you're going to come away wanting to support this and wanting to make sure that it's going to be available for others and available for a long time. I think as, as parents, as grandparents, as catechists, as teachers in the classroom, as homeschoolers, there's just so much there for you to check out. And I know there's more on the way. So folks, I'm going to have that linked up in the show notes. It's five, the number five sparrows.com. I'm going to have their social media linked up as well in the show notes at ascensionpress.com. If you can't remember to go to ascensionpress.com, take a moment right now and text the word girlfriends to 33777. You'll get automatically subscribed to our show notes and those will always come to your inbox. So you can get those great links to fivesparrows.com and everything else that Rachel and Ted and their family are sharing online. 
Rachel, I want to thank you so much for this initiative, for this project. It's a beautiful and generous project, and I'm excited to share it with the girlfriends here. I want to thank you for that, and I want to thank you for the example that you and your family are of just generous contribution to the church. Well, thank you, Danielle, and you know, thank you for your your witness as well. I think it's beautiful, and uh, it's great. The more people that are out there spreading the word, <laughs> the more, the better. Absolutely. I'm happy to be doing it together. All right. We've got more of the show coming up for you. But first, we're going to take a quick break. I'm Danielle Bean, and you're listening to The Girlfriends Podcast. Wouldn't it be nice to have a Bible that actually explains how to navigate it and make sense of it? A Bible that includes a detailed plan for how to read it with a page layout that's designed for study and personal devotion? Now, for the first time ever, there is a Catholic Bible that does just that. A Bible that incorporates the same color-coded learning system that has proven so effective in the Great Adventure studies. I have had the privilege of working with some of the most talented biblical scholars of our day, Mary Healy, Andrew Swafford, and Peter Williamson, to create the Great Adventure Catholic Bible. This Bible makes the complex simple as it guides you through the narrative woven throughout salvation history. The translation is the Revised Standard Version, 2nd Catholic Edition, an elegant, accurate, and modern Catholic translation. The Great Adventure Catholic Bible is perfect for your personal devotion and Bible study, or as a gift for friends and family. If you want to understand sacred scripture and be transformed by the Word of God, then this is the Bible for you. Pick up your copy at ascensionpress.com. Welcome back. Now we're at the point in the show where I like to share a listener question or sometimes listener feedback. And um, this week, I'm going to be sharing an email that I got from listener Laura. Laura shared at the start of her email a lot of encouraging words for me. So I'm going to thank you for that, Laura. I'm not going to read that part for you. But I'm going to go on to the second part where she had some questions. She says, if you can spare the time, I was wondering if you would be willing to answer some questions about starting a podcast. Starting a podcast has been something I feel the Lord has placed on my heart about a year ago and has continued to guide me toward. I'm concerned about the time commitment and the logistics of starting one up. So I thought the other day that you would be an amazing resource for this. I'm a 23-year-old woman getting her master's in instructional design and technology. So podcasting is, ironically to me, a part of my future profession. I've been told I have a gift for reflection, speaking, and for language. I've never found an effective way to offer that gift to other people consistently, though. When I started learning about podcasting in my graduate program, it occurred to me that this could be an effective way of offering this side of myself. So that being said, she's got four questions. One, where would you recommend I start? Two, what kinds of questions should I be asking and praying about before undertaking something like this? Three, what would you say is the average weekly time commitment? And four, do you have any suggested resources or tips? God bless you. And thank you for all you do, Laura. All right. So this, I love hearing this question because I love encouraging people to explore the media of podcasting because it's something I've really enjoyed getting to learn more about. And more importantly than that, connecting with people in real ways through the podcast. So I think it's great that you're considering it, Laura. And I'll, I'll answer some of the nitty gritties. Where do you recommend I start? You know, there are so many like easy guides online that will walk you through beginning a podcast. And so years ago, I guess it's been, how long have I been doing this one? I think I've been doing Girlfriends for like over five and a half years at this point. And um, back then, 
I just, I, I learned by teaching myself, I kind of Googled and I found a few different tutorials that were really helpful and um, kind of looked at all the pros and cons, the good, the bad, and the ugly about different ways of hosting a podcast and what even that meant. And um, I just kind of taught myself it. And I will tell you, for me then, it was a, there was a real learning curve for me. I had to kind of push through and get outside my comfort zone a little bit to kind of wrap my brain around this process. Once I did that, it was super simple. So if you feel like that's going to be a block for you, and it sounds like with the the field that you're going into, Laura, it won't be for you, but I'm saying this for everybody listening. Um, you might enlist help from somebody who's naturally more techie, um, maybe somebody who has some experience recording audio or video, because um, that can be a great resource for you as you're kind of learning it. But once you put all that, that stuff in place, it's super easy. It is super easy to to publish. So the the website that I use for hosting the Catholic Momcast, which is the podcast I do with CatholicMom.com, is uh, Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N. And it's I there's no particular reason why I like that one better than other ones. I think maybe at the time uh, somebody recommended it to me and it's just been simple to stick with that because I, I learned it. Um, and originally that's what I was using for girlfriends. But um, when Ascension took on girlfriends, they they moved it into their own, their own publishing sphere and they handle that part of it. Um, so I can recommend that one because I, I like how to use it. I think it's an older one and there's lots of new stuff out there. Um, for a little bit, girlfriends was on SoundCloud. I know there are pros and cons to doing that. You know, and and a lot of it depends on your own preferences for the way that you like to work and the kind of technology you might like to use. So that said, I guess that's not, I'm not giving you real specific help there, except um, just explore it a little bit and and see what you like. So that's what I think you should do to start is just learn a little bit more about, about creating podcasts. And what kinds of questions should I be asking and praying about before undertaking something like this? Well, this applies for any new project you might take on. Um, you know, go into it with a, a, a prayerful spirit of that you want to be doing what God is calling you to do. And so for me, when I began Girlfriends, it was very much about me wanting to personally connect with people and be a source of encouragement and support in Catholic family life. I felt like I had something to offer there. Um, but even even more than that, I felt like I didn't at the time. At the time, I was still working in um, magazines, and I was, you know, very much a, a publisher. So I wasn't like directly feeling like I was personally connecting with our audience. I wasn't so much focused on writing and sharing in that way at that point in my work life. So I really longed for that. I wanted that. I wanted that personal connection. And it's been my experience that podcasts very much can be that kind of personal connection with people. As you know, you're listening to me right now. We're hanging out, right? Um, So I I like that. I like that aspect of it. Um, So pray about what God might want you to be doing. And and no, you know, you might experiment with it and decide, oh, this is not for me. You might do it for just a little while and decide you don't have time for it. There's no harm, especially at the state in life that you're in right now, Laura, with e- experimenting with some of these things and just um, seeing if it's a good idea. I can tell by the way you wrote out all of your questions and have them numbered and it's very orderly and all of this, that um, maybe you're a type A personality and you feel like you have to have everything in place before you begin. So I would just caution you to 
um, yeah, prayerfully decide if it's a good a good investment of your your time and energy. Um, but then you know feel a little free to experiment with it, and and you know you might start out doing one one way of podcasting and then switch and do something else. You might do it for just a little while, or you might do it for the rest of your life. Um, just be have sort of an open spirit about that. Um, then you asked about the average weekly time commitment. Now this is a tricky one because it really depends on what kind of podcasting you're planning to do. If you're planning to just hit record and share on a topic, that's less of a time investment than, um, say, like planning interviews or, um, you know, doing multiple uh, segments in your show focused on different topics or that sort of thing. Um, But that's it really, there is a time commitment for sure. Even if you're just going to hit record, you want to put a little effort into planning ahead of time what what your topic's going to be, what points you might like to make. Some people make a script. I don't do that. I don't tend to like to work from a script because I like for it to feel more like a personal connection when I'm talking with you here. But for sure, I've made notes before I begin recording a podcast and that takes time. Um, for, for me, I would say if you're going to be doing your own editing and publishing of the podcast, that also is a significant time investment. I can't really put times on it because I don't know what kind of podcast you're going to do. Maybe you want to record 10 minute episodes and that is a smaller time investment for sure. Or maybe you're thinking you want to do like long form interviews or something, which would be a much bigger time investment. Um, So I really can't answer that. It's really, and and then, you know, also part of it's going to depend on your own experience and your own comfort level with the technology you're using, the workflow that you might end up having in place. And um, for sure, once I got more proficient at editing, when I back when I was doing my own editing and um, the publishing part, it, it got much easier. And even the recording part became much easier. You know, back when I was, I think it was January, 2016. Yes, that's when I first uh, recorded Girlfriends. I remember I like locked myself in my room and I had my plan for my first show that I wanted to record. And a lot of the kids were out of the house. It was like a relatively quiet time. And I went and I I used GarageBand for recording and I opened up GarageBand and I hit record. And there I was alone in my room with a microphone. And I was like, my, my heart was racing. Like, I was nervous to do this. And I look back on that now and it just, it really makes me smile because I, I no longer have those kinds of nerves about it. And of course, it's silly when you're alone in your room talking into a microphone. Why would you be nervous? But um, I, I wanted to do a good job and it was important to me. And um, I felt like I was beginning some some new work that I, I felt called to. So I felt that level of significance about it. Um, but also there's some level of just, just nerves about learning a new technology and being unfamiliar with it. So if you have some of those feelings as you're beginning a new project like this, Laura or anybody else in any kind of new project you're taking on, that is perfect normal. Um, okay, lastly, Laura says, do you have any suggested resources or tips? I don't really. I wish there was some great blog that I followed or something with podcasting tips. And I, But I really just don't do that kind of stuff anymore. I, I'm not really learning more about podcasting as I'm going here. Um, so I don't have particular ones to recommend, but I will tell you there are millions of them out there. I would caution you, though, that you don't have to take some fancy expensive course 
to learn podcasting. You can learn everything you need to know for free by Googling around and listening to some podcasting. Um, Maybe there are podcasts about podcasting. I do remember, I used to listen to a number of those. I don't do that any longer, but there are a number of them out there that are very good um, that can kind of walk you through that process um, from from the very beginning. And um, other resources, I would say, you know, as far as equipment that you might use, just know, start very simple as you're getting started. Don't make a big investment in, you know, fancy recording equipment. And, and it's fine if you decide, you know, after you've been podcasting for a while that that is a worthwhile investment. But in the beginning, I would say, you know, there's, if you go to, um, I'll put this link in the show notes. Let me make a note so I'll remember to do that. I have um, an Amazon shop and I have linked up in there what I use for recording and things I like to use for recording audio and video. And um, so I have those those linked in there and they're not very expensive. So um, you could check that out if you're interested in getting some basic basic recording equipment. Um, but that's it. I just I want to encourage you, Laura, to to take this on. Give it a try. It sounds like you've thought a lot about it. It sounds like you have the the kind of skills to put it together. And I think it would be a worthwhile investment of your time just in learning a new skill. That was something that I found out as I, you know, I mentioned there was a learning curve and it was a little bit hard for me at, at times, but I realized even at the time, this is very good for me. I need to get outside of my comfort levels and I need to be learning new things on a regular basis. So it was a great way to be able to do that. So I want to encourage you and I look forward to hearing from you once you begin your podcasting experience. All right, that's all the time we have for today, but I want to thank you for being here. Thank you for your presence here. I did not take that for granted. It is such a gift to me to know that you're there. It's an honor and a privilege to be able to serve you through the work that we do here at Girlfriends. So thank you for being a part of that. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between DanielleBean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation. Mm-hmm.